Did you ever see Hellraiser 3? Hell on Earth. Hellraiserthon continues with part three. Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth, directed by Anthony Hickox. Right, the tagline, what started in hell will end on Earth. Pretty good tagline, to be honest. So here's the synopsis. Pinhead is trapped in the Pillar of Souls. Fortunately for him, it is bought by a young playboy who owns his own nightclub. Pinhead busies himself escaping by getting the playboy to lure victims to his presence so he can use their blood. Once free, he seeks to destroy the puzzle box so he never need return to hell. But a female reporter is investigating the grisly murders and stands in his way. Uh, <laughs> so... The third Hellraiser movie, this is quite, uh, well, it's not quite a departure. It is starting to, you know, take the slip ramp, the off ramp of the Hellraiser motorway. This is clearly where the franchise starts to move into its kind of generic slicer sort of mode. Now, I say clearly, I haven't seen any other Hellraiser movie other than the remake. And I'm just imagining that from four on, it's going to be a bit, oh, it's just a bunch of slicer stuff. Like, there's no real cool, like, weird vibes and things like this. I mean, uh, in this movie, they make uh, Pinhead the Hell Priest. Well, he's now called Pinhead. He's no longer the Hell Priest, I suppose. They now make him, like, your Freddy Krueger, you know, your Jason Voorhees character. Whereas before, he was never really out to kill anyone. I uh, was just, you know, he was just sort of like doing his job. But in this, it seems like he wants murder. He wants blood and he wants a lot of it. And, you know, it's it's not as good. Let's, you know, get it clear. This is currently ranked as my third best out of three. So obviously, you know, the first two I thought were excellent, to be fair. But you can see that the, the franchise is starting to dismantle itself. It's starting to, you know, slowly fall away. Bits and pieces, they're just coming off it. Now, it, it does have tie-ins to Hellbound Hellraiser 2. And some of them are pretty decent, to be honest. Like, the fact that he's in that Pillar of Souls, which I don't think has ever mentioned that in the movie. But, you know, it's, it's at the end of the second movie. So I'm like, all right, fair enough, you know. And then um, they do essentially justify why uh, Pinhead is not the same character as he was in the first two movies um, because at the end of Hellraiser 2 uh, uh, the character Kirsty she uh, essentially separates the like original man that was Pinhead to the like demon torture man that is Pinhead so they're like two separate characters and in this movie they actually have a bit of a confrontation which is fun and like, it, like I always find that a wee bit interesting giving Pinhead a backstory where he's uh what's his name Captain Elliot Spencer he is like uh he's a World War One captain and um there is like in this movie lots of like flashbacks and dream sequences and stuff like that and um, there's an amazing quote about dream sequences about how they um are usually cow poopy so we call it that um but you know it's a horror movie there's going to be stuff like that in it for the most part to be honest with this movie. Uh, it's 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 quite enjoyable. I thought I like the kind of investigative journalist um, who who's played by Terry Farrell, who 
I think she's in like Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I recognize her from some Star Trek thing. Yeah, you know, I don't really watch the Star Trek shows, but my brother did growing up, so I feel like symbiosis or osmosis. I have I've got um a bit of that, you know, familiarity thrown at me. Um and, and to be honest, the first sort of like R and a bit, it's kind of okay, you know, it's kind of decent. It's a it's not as cool. It's not as weird, it's not as gross as the other two movies, but it still has that like vibe of like, yeah, this this is good. This is kind of a solid solid horror movie, you know. You've got like uh, the the club girls who you know are worried, and then you've got the investigative journalist who's trying to make a name for herself and stuff like that. But there are just some things that happen and that are a bit weird. So, um, uh, Joey the journalist, um, <laughs> that, that is her, her name. She uh sees this guy on like a hospital stretcher bed and his chains falling out of him and it's like you know how how did that how did that happen you know because what about the the puzzle box and like the hell priests and cenobites did that it's like hi what why is that happening now i don't know about that logic in the movie but that's sort of like this the inciting incident that brings her on board for um the the mystery solving and to be honest um, it, like it, the chain whips her ankle, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to come back." It, it didn't come come back at all. <laughs> it's like the chain whipped her ankle. I'm like, "Oh, this like you know, this is that's going to be the thing that's going to get Pinhead and the Cenobites back into this movie." And it was not. Um, you know, it was this pillar which is now made of bronze, I think, as opposed to wood. Like I don't know. It makes some choices. This movie, it's choices that are clearly d like they're they're. Not derail in the franchise, but it's you know it's it's pushed it down a slippery slope basically, and it's a shame because you know the first two movies I thought were great that they're really good, but yeah, right things that are like weird in it. You've Doug Bradley who uh, plays Pinhead, the Hell Priest, and um, Captain Elliot Spencer. He is like acting through like a lump of you know wood, just a big rubbery thing. You just see his head for a lot of the movie, and you're like. I don't really want my uh, Hellraiser movie to have that. And to be honest, he was never really the bad guy. I mean, he was just sort of like showing up to, you know, torture people or take them to hell or what like that. It was always about the box and about the individuals, like lure to it and their kind of want and need to have more. And he was always like just showing up in little bits. He's probably in five minutes of the first movie. And then the second one, obviously, a bit more because they realized how, like, cool <laughs> the Xenobite characters are, how weird it is. And whenever it comes from, like, Clive Barker, he's got, like, an interesting background. He's not, you know, he wasn't um, yeah, the same as everyone else. Let's put it that way. Uh, especially in, like, the 80s and stuff like that. And maybe this is just a 90s thing where your Freddy Kruegers and your... Uh, well, especially Freddy Krueger. This is the Freddy Krueger vibe, right? I do like Nightmare on Elm Street. I think that, it, well, we'll see after the end of this franchise if it's still my favorite horror movie, um, slicery franchise. But it, it has that vibe where it tries to go a bit more comedic. You know, like Pinhead does things that feel so out of character. You know, like he's just like doing strange mannerisms. There's a bit where like he's imitating Christ on the cross and he's, I'm like, why are you even doing that? And the other ones, he just kind of stood there and like spoke menacingly at people. 
and now you've got like all these dialogue and you're like laughing maniacally and you're like come on come on guys now the writing in this movie isn't phenomenal it's pretty solid you know early on there some of it is a bit ridiculous how on the nose it is i'm just like all right i i'm not that stupid i can kind of get it there's a shot in the movie that's so like out of um the norm or out of nowhere it, it, no other shot in this movie is similar to what they did here where they you know they refer back to a character who got sucked into the um the pillar and now their face is like on this this pillar of soul things and it does this weird like flying zoom shot in at it as if be like oh do you remember that and i was like yeah do you remember it? it happened like 20 minutes ago in the movie and it was one of the most interesting scenes it was the one scene that had a skinless person and we know the whole skinless thing with the uh, other movies um like it's not as good even the effect uh you know of the skinless person just use the same suit from hellraiser 2 if it's still around you know three years two years later but it doesn't have that kind of gruesome gore thing it's more like oh there's blood pouring all over the place and a lot like a lot of people get murdered in this like there's a lot of dead people by the end of the movie whereas previous ones you know hellraiser 2 had about 15 or something like that but it was always like a character in like the real world not like the demon demonic xenobite characters doing the work and this film suffers for that bit of a dis well not a disappointment it's fine it's good i give it three stars um check out the letterboxd review it's kind of got all my opinions in it in shorter form you know it it just doesn't have that vibe it seems that, like it's shot with more like colorful like warm tones as well whereas the other ones it's usually like a black blue and sort of like white almost you know it's it, and <sighs> Like, I get the first one's super low budget, but the fact that it was shot in, like, 16mm, that graininess is so kind of, like, you can feel it. You know, it's, it's got this energy to it. It's got this, like, vibes. It is it is vibing. That's, suppose, the best word for it. And I don't want to be a whole, oh, digital uh, film, but honestly, film does look really good. It just looks that little bit better. And I... Well, I, I could articulate it about it if I had plenty of time. I suppose I have plenty of time on this thing. You know, I'm the only one doing it. I'm the only one that cares. No, um, I'm sure there's like one other person that listens. Um, but, you know, if you do listen, I'm still on that Instagram thing. The Twitter one is probably going to retire pretty soon. If it hasn't already retired by this stage. Uh, right. Nonetheless, let's get back to Hellraiser. So it's pretty good up until Pinhead the Hell Priest leaves the pillar of souls um and then it just goes bananas it, it turns into like a metal concert where like it's just thrashing guitar and like drums going it's like is this relevant for anything other than spectacle <laughs> no it's not but like the movie ends with a big mad uh kind of like dream fight in a construction yard and old characters from well older characters from the the, that movie they show up as new xenobites and you're just like what is going on they look bad compared to the other ones they just don't look as good um the camera guy from the reporter joey he's got like a camera lens in his eye and it just doesn't look good and you're like what is going on guys i mean no it it, it didn't work um even the sort of like 
his like fight at the end thing. It was a bit, yeah, you know, it wasn't tedious, but it was just it was a bit anticlimactic. And uh, and my favorite, well, not my favorite, the most bananas bit, the the weirdest bit of it was so they're in the construction yard and to finish with the um the the puzzle box, um, she, Joey puts it into wet cement. I'm like, but it's the middle of the night. That cement's been sitting out. Surely that cement's hard by now. It's like, and it was like water. It's so liquidy that cement. I'm like, who leaves a construction site with like wet cement just chilling there and like no barriers around it, no nothing, and it's like it's still not hardened and it's you know three in the morning or something like that. I'm no cement expert, but I would imagine it would be a bit more difficult than just like plop plopping it in, but that's what we got and it was fine it was decent it was good it was enjoyable up until well, up until as you know by show up you're like this isn't bad whenever joey's running about the street i'm like i wonder if they filmed that on the same back lot that they fell back to the future because it you know it didn't look like a real street budget show up like it's, it's a 90s slicer sequel right well it wasn't a slicer franchise at the time definitely um, we're we're on a slippery slope. I know the next movie. I think it's Hellraiser Blood Bloodline. It has uh, an Alan Smithy credit for the director, and there is a work print coming out. Uh, it will be out by the time this is out. I don't think I'll have seen it. Uh, if I do see it, I'll fire that in on like uh, a later date uh, for the show. But uh, I'm kind of you know I do like some bad movies, but I don't know if doing a marathon of them is going to be a great idea. I suppose tune in and find out what else he's doing for like you know 15 minutes a day don't know uh next time is the fourth hellraiser movie in the franchise uh the hellraiser bloodline uh listen to me then or or don't 